Welcome back to the Triple Six Rivals podcast. I'm your host, Dee, and here, who's going to take it away and introduce the topic for the night, is our other host, T. Alright guys, take a little journey with me through a little questions and a few what-ifs tonight. The first question I want to start off with is, what would you do if you had a billion dollars? Would you spend it? Would you save and invest it? Would you give it away? Tonight we're talking about something that has the potential to save civilization, to save the world, to save humanity. But it seems like no one has the balls, nor the bravery to talk about it these days. And it's something as old as time. And that thing is charity. And I want to tell you guys about an initiative that was started in 2010 by Bill and Melinda Gates called the Giving Pledge. And as of now, what the Giving Pledge is, guys, is it was a charitable endeavor where the world's wealthiest individuals all got together and pledged that they would give away half their wealth to charitable causes. Now this is a magnificent concept, but in reality, as of 2020, it hasn't played out. As we're going to come to see, and my partner D is going to tell you right now, there's been some criticisms, but at the same time, this has the potentiality to save capitalism, to save humanity. If we are able to instill a type of altruism in people, our kids, our communities, where they see the benefit of giving to others, because by giving to everyone, we give to ourselves. And by doing this, I truly believe, D, we can change things. So tell me, what have been some of the major, major criticisms of the Giving Pledge? So one of the more interesting aspects to the Giving Pledge um, We'll get to the criticism about it in a moment, but so according to the Institute for Policy Studies, a lot of the billionaires who signed the Giving Pledge in 2010 are richer than ever, and so they've encountered a problem. How and rich I, are they? Do? they I've, have, heard, I've heard some they estimates that they've increased their wealth some ninety-five like percent yeah, um, well, since yeah. they've signed the Giving Pledge and. Like I said, there is data to back this up that comes from the Institute for Policy Studies. So one of the interesting problems that these billionaires have encountered is that their wealth is growing faster than they can give it away. Wow. What a problem to have. Right. So um, another at layer of problems here is that what people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk have done is they've turned to places like Twitter and they've asked the people where they should invest the money, where should they fund the initi the initiatives, right? Uh, because they don't want to be seen, if, if they put money into these nonprofit organizations, these NGOs and these initiatives, whether it's uh, in Jeff Bezos's case to clean the environment and to combat climate change and he we saw him recently in the last week give the second largest donation to the giving pledge that we've ever seen in the form of 10 billion dollars to the Bezos Earth Fund and the first largest 
uh, donation was made in 2006 by Warren Buffett, and he pledged $46 billion to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So one of the problems here is that there is actually no oversight. There is, uh, we are using their tax records and we're taking their word for it. A ple- that is essentially what a pledge is. It is their... Well, I know there's some major, major criticisms when it comes to tax deductions in the United States. Primarily being that, I mean, if you're wealthy, it benefits you absolutely. But at the same time, what it does is it reduces the tax burdens on individuals, but also on the government. So that means there's less for things like education, roads, police, security, things that matter to most people in most times. So, Ironically, that's actually what you just said, the police, security. That's what Elon Musk, his pledge goes to fund, those things right there, infrastructural um, so, but the problem is, the way that they do it is they fund their own organizations like the Bezos Earth Fund oh, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And so, through these foundations that they set up, these foundations are finding where to donate money or where to set up um, initiatives in places that they want to see the money help, such as education. Homelessness is something the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation tackles. Absolutely. So well, It seems to me like it's a good way if you wanted to do something that you weren't supposed to do or funnel money someplace you weren't supposed to go, that'd be a good way. I know another major criticism of it is a lot of the these charitable organizations, they're, they're staffed by a lot of the family members of yes. these people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those wages just just get recycled and they're not actually getting to the people that need it. So. A lot of money. Absolutely. But and that's a major criticism he faces right now. So he has, he has to create a solution to this problem, reached out to people on Twitter to, to, for recommendations of where the money should go. Which is laughable. Because there are people that, are, that absolutely need it. I mean, there is suffering every single day in this country that he can't even imagine. But... At the same time, if you want to give away Teslas and things like that, that 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 doesn't help anybody. So, I mean, there's there's a term that people when they do that, what is it called? Virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. This they're, is they're a... basically going around saying they're signaling to people how virtuous I am, and unfortunately, it seems like I don't know about Mackenzie Scott or not, but from what I'm hearing, she has definitely backed up what she has said on the giving pledge. She so has Warren one. Buffett. Her and Warren Buffett, actually. So Warren Buffett she... has dropped in place. Um, he's dropped to eighth place of wealthiest person. When initially, when he signed the giving pledge, I think he was third or fourth. He's, so he's dropped quite a few places <clears throat> as a result of giving donations away. And I hear good things about Mackenzie Scott. I know she's giving away billions of dollars this year. So She's the one who caused Jeff Bezos, her ex-husband, to come out and say he has to give something away because the Amazon workers and the, the scrutiny that he's come under fire of as of late because of what his wife is doing and how she's being seen in the public eye as an altruistic leader, he has to step up to the plate. Absolutely, and we're going to keep coming back to that term, altruism, because it's so important. But like I said... It's important to give because by doing that, I mean, you can see where the country's at right now, guys. Do you, are we in a good place? D? There is opportunity in chaos always. Yeah, but at the same time, we're not in a good place. People are not united. People are at each other's throat. So the only way that we can get past that... We lack 
we lack cohesion, we lack strong leadership, and we lack a found that's a strong foundation. And that's that's the big point here with the giving pledge is a lot of people, especially in this country, that are in a position to lead, don't. And they shirk their responsibility. And then when things get to head, they want to blame everyone else. On another note, let's talk about the evolution of power and what we're seeing today from the Giving Pledge. Because uh, what what is happening now is we're seeing a lot of pressure being put on the government by these people through their LLCs. What did we see uh, as of lately? What did we see as of the last week in this country? Um, I know, basically... uh, this week we're just living, since our we're, last we're, podcast we're living we're living in interesting times and i know what you're getting up but this week alone we're living in interesting times because there's a lot of things going on that are are pretty scary and when they start silencing people and they start retaliating by withholding their money basically um not saying that it gets scary because at that point then they're deciding they're deciding who who represents you they're deciding basically that's it. So I know what you're talking about, the, the campaign of finance reform, how a lot of these companies, big corporations, the giants of America. Well, we need, I would uh, argue that what the government seriously needs to do is they need to consider some type of campaign finance reform. Definitely some type of amending or overturning of the Sibelius case because there's too much money in politics and they yeah, have to get it out. Yeah, but this week alone, what, what did they do? All these companies, Google, they, reached, they, re, they retaliated by... The Marriott, all their, all their money. Berkshire Hathaway, yes, they've stopped. They either said that they were pausing camp political campaign donations. Some of them went so far as to say they wanted some of their donations back from the people who had voted the 137 um, legislators that had voted to block the presidential. Um, either way, it's scary because that's not healthy in a democracy. You do not want one party rule, so. If they withdraw the money, who they can donate it to? Well, that's that leaves a power vacuum, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And it, power vacuums, historically, guys, you are going to come to find out they're never good. They're never good, especially ne- for the middle good. class. So, like I said, it's scary times. It seems like there's a full-on assault on free speech and democracy, as well as well as you know. I know Trump could have done the right thing this week. And I know a lot of people called for it on the right and left. He could have pardoned Assange and Snowden, right? Uh-huh, and he didn't. He took this historic chance, maybe a once-in-a-lifetime chance to fucking heal this country. Well, Snowden came out and retaliated. Once again, once again, our leaders shirked their responsibilities. Through Twitter, he came out and he said, he tweeted this morning that he would rather be a man without a country than a man without a voice. That's his take on this. Exactly, and it's uh, scary times in America, so either way, we're going to see where we go from here.